At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool. You're now tuned in to The Investor Show, where we teach simple wealth creation for the common investors. With investment advisor, award-winning author, international speaker, and founder of Royal Financial Investment Group, Prince Dykes. Once again, guys, this is The Investor Show. As always, this is your host, Prince Dykes, coming to you guys live from Hawaii. Where are you at, James? I am just outside of New York City. Right outside, how far away from Wall Street? I would say 14 air miles. 14? <laughs> yeah, if you drove, it's about 18 miles, but I think air, like direct, if you, if you can jump in that helicopter and get right, like, a, like ran, <laughs> land right on the corner, right in front of the New York Stock Exchange, it would be about 14 miles. So we just heard about these missiles dropping today. Uh, market looks like he had a little drawback today. Uh, all this going on in Syria. What do you got to say about this? Uh, it's, it's interesting. Well, this is the big. The, the, there's a couple of things going on. First of all, I think the market was reacting more. Uh, the jobs numbers today seemed a little weak in total numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, however, on the good news was there was. Uh, unemployment, the unemployment rate is like as low as it's been in, you know, in ages. Uh, if you really believe those, I'm, I'm very skeptical about those numbers because I think there's just too many people out of the workforce still. Uh, mm-hmm. There's too large, of a, uh, too large of a percentage of people not working and don't really count in those numbers. Um, on, the, on another positive note is manufacturing employment was was quite good. It was very strong. Um, mm-hmm. One of the criticisms of the previous administration is, well, it was generating some job growth. A lot of these jobs were sort of like bartenders and strippers and things like that. It wasn't, they weren't like, they weren't generating those good jobs. Jobs. Yeah, real, real jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, it makes kind of sense because the, the previous administration was a big believer in, you know, that the government was going to kind of this idea that centralized planning was going to work and the government knew better and, and growth in the government was going to just generate a lot of government jobs. Um, now you got kind of the reverse of that going on. So you had that in one part. Um, mm-hmm. There's also some other weird things that I want to talk about that people don't know about. And then, of course, last night, just before President Trump is about to sit down and, and what we call the Sino, uh, the Sino-Trump negotiations down in Mar-a-Lago, um, the night before it happens, he orders a missile strike. Now, if you've been a follower of Trump, you know that most of the campaign, he belittled all his opponents and wanted to stay away from any messy involvements in the Middle East because it seems to be a no-win 
situation. Um, uh, I look at it in a little different. I know some some of some of Trump's big supporters were very upset today over this, uh, thinking he's you know weakening and getting sucked into this stuff. I think it's a little different. I think he was sending a strong message to both. First of all, what he did is in in one second he blew up that whole idea that he's in some collusion with the Russians. attacked a Russian ally, they clearly didn't expect it. They were pretty pissed off about it. If you look at the rhetoric they were throwing around, they were kind of mad early. And then they appeared to almost be scared later on because then they started backpedaling and saying, hey, wait a minute, this might be our ally, but we had nothing to do with the chemical. We didn't know anything about this and blah, blah, blah. So they, they really started backpedaling in the afternoon. So Trump sent them a strong message. Um, he also sent, uh, at the same time, he managed to send that message to Iran, North Korea, um, and a lot of people would say the Democratic Party. Uh, mm. To me, I'm looking at this more of, if you go way back, now this is way before your time, uh, in 1981 when Ronald Reagan was president, uh, he had this event that kind of emboldened his whole presidency. When he came in, he had a lot of issues just like Trump. Um, he was picking up a big mess that Jimmy Carter had left him, the pre- or the previous administration. And, and not just Carter, was a mess that was building for a long time. Uh, and one of the major turning points of the early part of his administration was uh, Reagan was challenged uh, by the air traffic controllers, and 13,000 said they were going to go out on strike, and Reagan fired them all. And I believe he actually had the, the president of the union arrested and dragged out and basically wow. by the FBI. And they were immediately fired. And then mili- military transit, uh, uh, not tra- um, air traffic controllers were brought in to run the whole system. Um, it was very controversial at the time, but it was a bold move that said, this guy is serious. We need to, we need to start paying attention here. And I think Trump... He, he needed to break up the noise because it, did, it does appear like the Democrats were going to keep up non, and the media. We're going to go nonstop with this Russian collusion thing 24-7. It's getting real. It was getting real old and there doesn't seem to be any evidence. But they figured if they just kept talking about it over and over again, that was that was everything was about that. And I think that, you know, Trump kind of silenced that last night with one shot. Now. The market, of course, gets really skittish because the market sees, you know, uh, all the negative. Oh, missiles. missiles going on. What right, right. We got 59 cruise missiles, you know, and we're going to get World War Three. And then, uh, then in the afternoon, there are reports that are, the Russian Navy sent a ship to you know, some some old Navy frigate is a uh, Russian Navy frigate is going to chase two U.S. destroyers. Good luck with that. That's like that's, <laughs> just, like, that's not even that's almost humorous. Um Meanwhile, it's not like those destroyers are sitting around waiting, having a tea party, waiting for this guy to show up. They like shut up the missiles <laughs> and they move on to other things. They got other places to borrow. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. I don't, I think that this was just to send a strong, I, I think this, again, um, a lot of people continue to look at Trump in this sort of the traditional way, the Republicans against the Democrats and Republicans mean this and Democrats mean that. 
um, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that Trump has continued to redefine what that really means. Because if you mm-hmm. notice, suddenly CNN said, now he's really a president because he's, we're going to have a war in the Middle East. So that makes him a real mm-hmm. president, which is really funny. And they're like his biggest critics. And he attacks them all the time for being fake news. Um, some of the other, I, I was uh, like people like John McCain, who have been big critics of the president, suddenly loved him. They were like, they're ready to go. Let's bomb somebody else. So McCain's, McCain was writing a list down of all the places mm-hmm. he wanted bombed in the next couple of days. Like, you know, they were ready to go. They're ready to bomb everybody. You know, like, it, like I, I think none, I wouldn't take any of that from this. I think you're seeing, a, you just saw a move. There was a good excuse to use that move. You had a chemical attack. There is some debate over whether that's real or not. Um, but Trump, as well as a bunch of other, the Trump administration, as well as several other countries, seem to think that really is real. Um, and uh, I think he just, you know, he's sitting down with China today, who's a big, that's a big issue for his eco. It's a big impediment for Trump's um, economic policies to kind of build things in America. So China is a big issue. turn out to be a I don't want to say an ally but at least we might get a we might get a better understanding with them maybe get a yeah frankly I don't think that now, like now James I, now you say what, what happened with Syria right uh last night in the jobs report and the manufacturing report right. um now I know the last time you was on the show was extremely bullish on the market does that right. change anything um, I think right now we're having a digestion. You know, we had that really big run at the beginning and we mm-hmm. ran up like huge for the first probably three months nonstop. And now the rubber's got to hit the road here. So now, you know, Trump, as well as everybody else, is into the reality of Washington, D.C. And Washington, D.C. is run basically by millions of special interests all fighting with each other to claw their little piece of the, you know, the big budget pie. And uh, so getting things done, as we've all seen, for example, another another interesting trick that I think Trump played is he gave Paul Ryan the ball to run with the health care reform. And what happened? Mm. It didn't get done. And so not only did Paul Ryan fail, but the traditional mainstream Republican establishment failed. And nobody, nobody, I mean, except for Trump's really harsh critics, nobody sits there and goes, it was Trump care and it, it was Trump's thing. It wasn't. This was Paul Ryan's thing and he failed. Now, Trump comes, he makes a few threats at a couple of people in Congress and says, listen, if you guys don't get on board with this stuff, we're going we're gonna to campaign against you. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Now, suddenly, there's love. And uh, the, mm. the, the conservative caucus that was like the Freedom Caucus, which was the big issue, is suddenly saying, hey, you know, we only need like three little changes and we could support this thing. And those three changes are very significant. And, um, you know, I, I, I frankly 
would like to see the government totally out of healthcare. And I think that, you know, the people, you know, the idea that you or I or even Bill Gates could not afford to get open heart surgery without massive amounts of insurance to pay for everything shows there's no realistic pricing in anything. And mm. uh, so the what, what we would what we for example, people like me, I'll tell you the truth. I'll go to the doctors and pay 150 bucks to get or 250 dollars to get a checkup. But I need somebody to help. If I get open heart surgery, I need somebody to help me pay for it. So, for me, so because I, I know, I know that we, we are getting to Trump. I mean, you know, right, uh, we're getting too far away. Obamacare, from yeah, yeah. The, Trump, the Trump. We're going to the Obamacare, but I want to reel right. it back in with the new civil. With what's happening with right, Syria, right? You want to focus on the, the guy, the guy who uh, who's investing right now, and they see right. this happen. And they're like, hey, you know, I had some people saying, hey, what should, what should I invest? Should I go get a defense stock? Should I get a defense? What, what, what should I do? How can I capitalize? I think, what, I think you win? got a lot of the same. I think the same stuff is in play. It's just now they're getting the details done. Like if you follow the um, uh, what is it? The uh, the House Financial Committee. Let me just see something real quick here. I think it's called the finance. Let me just get you the right name. Oh, it's called the House Financial Services Committee. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you follow them and you see their um, like press releases and things like that, I mean, basically yesterday or the day before, they released. Uh, they were they were attacking the CFPB. That's like the centerpiece of Dodd Frank, um, and they're and they they continue to call it the unconstitutional CFPB because it was ruled unconstitutional, and they were attacking them over dropping the ball with all this with that Wells Fargo fiasco, all that um, not only trying to hustle customers to sell them products in the bank, but basically you know creating fictitious accounts and sticking people with things. I think as long as yeah, Wells Fargo. That's uh, um, you might want to ask when you when you go visit Berkshire Hathaway a little later. You might want to visit. You might want to ask uh, Warren Buffett about his feelings on that because I think he's the biggest shareholder of the bank. Um, <laughs> anyway, you might want to you might want to sing him instead of doing the you know the the Barbara Walters question. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Would be a big guy. So anyway, um, uh, so I think as long as you see those things going on, there's a big push to deregulate. Um, if you if you know, well, you probably didn't notice because the media is not covering because they're busy talking about this Russian conspiracy twenty four seven. But you did notice the Keystone pipeline got approved. That's going to generate a lot of jobs. I would be a big fan of energy stocks. Period. I think fracking and stuff like that. I just think I just think to have a an energy policy where the United States should be energy independent, regardless of how we get there. If we have to use a, we, we have to use a combination of sun, oil, gas, all these resources we should use together. And say, for example, Hawaii has a lot of sun. Maybe Hawaii can use more sun. Now, I know in New Jersey we try to push solar power, but it's it's kind of silly because New Jersey, like, I think statistically it's like one out of every – it's only one day in six that we have any sunlight in New Jersey. Wow. That's just because the air is mm-hmm. so dirty. I'm kidding. Oh, like, uh, yeah, the air is kind of dirty. But anyway um, – <laughs> Yeah, the air is kind of dirty. Yeah, yeah. Wait, the thing is you get used to it. You like to live in a place where you can see and touch the air. Like you got to be in a place you can taste the air. See, if I go to a place like Hawaii, the air is so clean, like I don't, there's no air. I don't, I get nervous. Like I don't feel the air.
I don't feel the dirt. I don't feel the dirt in my Right, throat. right. I'm so used to feeling that. Like, on the tip of my tongue, I can, like, taste the dirt. I can't, and, like, it's just, you know, the So, yeah, you just kind of, you get used to that. It's comfortable. Anyway, don't turn us off yet. We're talking about business here. This is serious. Um, so, I, I think still, like, I think, I think banks, and now, this is not for a short-term trade, but I still think that any of these setbacks are opportunities, particularly Bank of America, all those banks we talked about last time. Um, I haven't quite put together a bunch of energy stocks that I'd be running out buying, but I do like energy with this environment. I mean, when you pick the former chairman of Exxon to be your secretary of treasury, I'm sorry, I mean, the secretary of state, you got to like say, mm -hmm. hey, this is this is going to be good for the oil business. And I and I think that Trump's Trump's idea about trade, contrary to a lot of what you're seeing in the media, Trump is going to go deal by deal. He's going to sit down with the Chinese, like what he's doing right now in Mar-a-Lago. He's going to say, what do you guys need us to do? And I'm going to tell you what I need you to do. And we're going to try to work that out. And that may be totally different resolution than what we need to do, what the Japanese want us to do, and what we need to do with them. And I think Trump is going to be very willing to just go place to place, you know, country to country, and, and knock these agreements out. He's a wheeler dealer. That's what his life has been all about. He's, mm -hmm. he's, he, works in, he worked in construction. He's a developer. He's used to dealing with unions and all kinds of crazy things um, and a lot of disparate like issues. So when he goes and deals with all these countries, they have all these disparate issues that they got to worry about. So I think mm. I think I think the, it, I think in the long run under Trump, trade is going to be much better. Um, and, and like, and like he said, the biggest plus for us is instead of always being a, a win lose where we get to lose and everybody else gets to win. Now it's going to be a little more even. We're going to be, it would be more like win win situations. And I think like you're seeing okay. with England, you know, England just Brexited. Right. And you first, you had these mm -hmm. dire predictions that the whole country was going to implode and sink into the sea. And that was the end of the world. And then of course you have on the other side where, you know, they're ready to re constitute the Royal Navy and re, you know, uh, resurrect the British Empire and all this kind of stuff. I think both sides are a little exaggerated, but I think things are going to move along. And I think that it, in France, you're going to see Le Pen's going to win. And then the French are going to talk about breaking out of the EU and then the EU is over with. Um, I, like it, 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 when you look at this missile thing in Syria, going back to the missiles, um, think about it. Three weeks ago or Two weeks ago, Trump just yelled that in Sweden they were underreporting the crimes, uh, the terrorist terrorist attacks, things like that. And Sweden poo-pooed them. What just happened yesterday? There was a truck attack, and it was clearly a terrorist attack. Mm -hmm. And the Swedish government came right out and said it right at the beginning. They didn't even they didn't even wait. I mean, CNN was like, "Oh, you're sure?" You know, they were backing up and talking in circles <laughs> around it because we don't want to admit there's terrorists. But they, uh, you know, it was there. And I think I think mm. the I think uh, Trump is pushing to the forefront. The right we you can't hide from this anymore. There there are bad people. They are hiding with the immigrants. We're gonna you know the other thing about Syria is in the past, like we said, oh, if we bomb them, like like Obama's policy seemed to be, if you kept chaos there, we just take in all the mm -hmm. immigrants here, and like we we take in all the refugees, quote unquote, right? Um, but Trump mm -hmm. has already said no to the refugees, so now we actually have to solve the problem in Syria. Like we can't just let it hang. It, it's it, it can't go on like this because there's no place for those people to go. 
and we're not yeah. just going to take them here. They're not going to just go to Hawaii. They're, and you know they're gonna they're they got to fix this thing. And and I think he's trying to suggest that with the Russians, say, listen, you got leverage. We need to fix this thing. However, it's going to be fixed. We're not gonna we're not gonna clean up everybody's mess, and we're not gonna get suckered into spending all the money and doing everything for everybody, and then get nothing out of it, which is what usually happens. Um, I think that there's. There's a lot. I think he's using this. Always think when you see what Trump does. Re, re, think of that book, The Art of the Deal. These are a lot of this stuff is negotiating tactics. Now I know that sounds really cold to talk about a, a, a missile attack on where people could have been killed and things like that. But it, it's 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 so much like this is a this is such a strong message to sit down and say, listen. I was mad about this yesterday. This is what we did. Boom. everybody everybody takes a step, takes a deep breath and says because like i said even sweden said wow we got a terrorist attack we better admit it because who knows who trump's going to be bombing next and like you know it's like um i just think i just think it, 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 it it's a it's a it's a sort of a sea change moment in the administration because the the this media story about the russians and the this and everything's crazy and all this and the Russians stole the election and all this nonsense is like, this is a dead, this is so dead now. You have to be. So now, like, like what you were saying with the, uh, going into Trump and uh, Syria and then, uh, the terrorist attacks that are going on, you will stay bullish in the market. You yes. invest into energy stock and you will stay bullish on the financial industry. Yes, definitely. Cause deregulation is there. Uh, and then, of course, we want to be energy independent, which is you got a big push for that. So you got to think that area is going to be exactly how to play that yet. I'm not sure. But that area is really strong. And that's that's where I'd, I'd be. I think I'd be focused right now. Any like sell offs, weaknesses I would use as buying opportunities. We're right, we're waiting to hit the runway yet. We're like this is like the that little rev that we had that big rally. And now we've got a sort of a. A, a, a digestion period, right? <laughs> and then we're going to uh-huh. get a little bobbing up and down. You're, you're going to get a lot more volatility in these markets than you've had in a long time. So if you're not used to it, like you better like wear your seatbelt because I think you're going to see a lot more volatility. Um, I would use weakness to buy, and I think I think Trump is going to think of a snowball. It's going to as it as the farther he moves forward with his plans to deregulate and stuff, the more he gets his kind of people in, like he got his Supreme Court judge, things like that are going to his 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 ability to affect change is going to become greater and greater. Okay. Well, James, is there anything you want to listen the listeners listen to out there that you want to tell them? Oh, uh, the only thing I want to say is it's always a pleasure to come on the show and. Um, uh, you do a great job. I, I think you're, you know, Prince is the guy. You should listen to what he tells you. He knows what he's doing. Um, and as for me, um, 
I am. Uh, if you want to find out what I'm thinking about, uh, you can check me check out on Facebook. I have a page called Unofficial Wall Street. Um, Unofficial Wall Street. Unofficial Wall Street. I do. I do do like Wall Street tours, but there's a lot of commentary and stuff like that, and uh, it's kind of fun because I had worked uh, downtown for like ooh, many, many, many years, longer than <laughs> probably most of you watching this have been alive, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and so uh, so I have some fun because I, I get. To, I get to talk to people and relate all my crazy stories about the heydays, the, like the 80s and 90s. Um, and then yet we still keep up with the market and, and do some other stuff. And it's kind of neat. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we even, we even saw Jim Cramer was out there. There was a bull trying to trying to gore him in front of the New York Stock Exchange when the... Uh, Jim Cramer was out the other day? Yeah, he was... Uh, the rodeo was doing a listing on the New York Stock Exchange and they had uh, cowboys on horseback. Uh, and they had a bull there. Yeah. And they gave Kramer a cowboy hat, and he was trying to interview somebody. And every time he got near this guy, the bull kind of charged him. And he, <laughs> and he had to move outside the pen. They had to move somewhere else because the bull just didn't like him. I guess they didn't like his stock recommendations or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely, you know, I love always having you on. I'm going to have you on more frequent, get these more recent events of what's going on. Like we got Syria. We, we, we touched on to uh, Trump, Trump care, Obamacare, whatnot. Right. Trump going overseas dealing with China. And, you know, the last time you were saying, hey, you was bullish on the market. You was bullish on finance. And this time you threw in, hey, you're being bullish on uh, energy stocks. And I'm like growing. Uh, yeah. I'm Good. snowballing like Trump. I'm, I'm starting to grow more and more uh, ambitious about what I think is going to happen. But this is, I'm talking, you know, the next eight years, I'm not mm-hmm. talking, I'm not talking, like, morning, yeah. I'm not telling you to buy it and, you know, flip it over to, you know, like from Monday to Tuesday. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking a more long-term mm-hmm. strategically where it looks really good to put your money. Got it. Got it. So James, definitely glad to have you on. This is going to be uh chatting and keeping you live on the show. And uh, to everybody out there, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, comment, and share button. Got any questions, got any comments, drop them below. Shoot me an email at AskSprints, A-S-K-P-R-I-N-C-E, at worldfinancial.com. And we'll get that taken care of. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. Be safe. Come on.